Hello, this is episode 323, and today we're chatting about ketones. Now, if you guys remember, if you've been keto for more than a a couple of years, you're going to remember breath devices and new urine sticks and ketone monitors like crazy, and so many of them didn't work, especially the breath ones, guys. Like, oh, the amount of money that I have wasted on breath ketone monitors, let me tell you. But There's a new one on the market and it is blowing my mind right now. And our guest today, Jim Howard, who's brilliant on all of these things, is here to share with us the new tool called Biosense. So I'm I'm really excited to go into why this, how it works, why it could be helpful if you use a CGM a continuous glucose monitor to really understand your fed state, understanding how food reacts in your body. I'm a huge, huge, huge supporter of CGM. If you follow me on Instagram at Leanne Vogel, I've worn one, oh gosh, probably five or six times now for five or six months. And I share results and I share all the things I've learned about my body. Now, the really cool thing about using a breath ketone monitor is that you get to understand your fasted state. So where CGM tells you what food is working, working for you and how to move things around to help with your fed state, a tool that helps you monitor your fasted state in the case of breath ketones can really help you understand how to fast properly for your body. Oh, it's a good conversation. So Jim Howard is a 27 year health technology and medical device veteran and the co-founder CEO of Readout Health in St. Louis, which is focused on behavior modification and disease prevention with personalized data all day. Readout makes Biosense, a handheld medical device that is the first portable clinical-grade breath ketone monitor for personalized ketosis trending based on human activity and diet, essentially making sense of it all. Biosense had a successful clinical trial in 2019 and launched last year in clinical, consumer, and research markets. Jim is located in St. Louis, where Biosense is used in multiple clinical trials at Washington University and many others around the globe where nutritional interventions are studied. Ooh, so exciting. If you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me, and you can catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. If you're unsure of where to find the show notes, just click around on the app until you find it, or you can go to the trusted Google machine and type in the podcast app that you're using and then the word show notes. So it would be for example, casts, show notes, and then the Google machine would show you how to look for it on your app. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel. You're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've created a free guide with tips on how to start keto and maintain your fat-fueled life. Grab it at healthfulpursuit.com free as a little thank you for listening to the show. Jim, how are you doing today? Hello, Leanne. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Oh my goodness. We have so much ground to cover. You're brilliant. You have a great tool that I know very little about. So I'm going to be asking you super basic questions. Are you ready? <laughs> I am ready. Well, starting off with how did you get into doing this? So it 
I have a background in respiratory diagnostics with a larger company. And, um, and then I was in the, the venture space and this was brought to my attention. That's just a couple of guys had cracked the code on uh, being able to grab a certain part of your breath and measure it. And that's a requirement for an accurate measurement. So I have a ketotic household. Uh, my wife is a cancer survivor. I had major inflammation issues and we both use blood measurements and we recognize that that one measurement a day is not very reflective of our ketosis journey based on what we ate. So I heard about the technology. I met the team that was building it really for the clinical space. And, and then I joined the company and I, I fell in love with the tech and fell in love with the group. And we built the company around it here in St. Louis. That's how That's I got amazing. involved, trying to solve this problem of, of having kind of frictionless and frequent testing all day, very much like CGM is for glucose. Yeah. And that's something that I noticed, you know, starting in the keto space in 2014, pricking my hand because I, I find the meaty part of the palm was better for me. So I'd be pricking my hand and I'd have all these bruises and it was horrible to know how many ketones I had, but it, then it was really the only solution was to use blood. Can we talk a little bit yeah. about the different ways to test your ketones and the benefits sure. and drawbacks of each? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I would say that the most simplistic way and cheapest way would be urine strips. Obviously your body adapts to those after a couple of weeks and, and you see those probably good for like the emergency department the hospital, the, um, or a first timer that just wants to have some clue of your range. BHB, uh, a capillary draw of blood, um, beta hydroxybutyrate is a very good way to measure ketones as well. Now it's not the gold standard for, for blood. Actually, that would be a, a, a venous draw. And there's about a 20% difference based on published studies. So it's good though. And that's what most people use, um, for nutritional interventions. And it's cheap, you know, cheap to get a device and it's uh, reliable. Uh, it's expensive when you use it over time, but that's, you know, it's a good option. Breath has been a real struggle in the past and, you know, devices that, that have come out, none of those are clinical grade for a reason. And I'll, and, uh, and I'll get into that here in a moment, but, but essentially we, we really targeted on the ability to have multiple tests per day. So if you can kind of follow the model of when someone's eating, then, then acetone fits in really well. The, the down, the, I guess the, the ease of use is obviously the key thing there. And then having something that's highly accurate. So we've figured that out. The downside is there are other interference that can be in the breath too. So if you are drinking, for example, you definitely want to take a measurement before you go out and have a drink. So um, that's kind of a restriction you wouldn't have with blood typically. But those are kind of the different ways. But keep in mind that the your body metabolizes, does not metabolize BHB. It metabolizes acetoacetate. And acetoacetate then, you know, through waste goes out as acetone. So there's a really strong reflection of uh, acetoacetate and acetone, whereas BHB, your body can adapt to over time as well. And you see Peter Atia and you see Don D'Agostino talking about that. And that's, you know, subject for another you know, full, right, full one of these shows too. But those are kind of the three options right there. Yeah. And something I noticed, like just to kind of summarize, when we first start the ketogenic diet, urine strips are a great option. They kind of give you an idea of what's going on, but then there comes this point where you wake up one day and all of a sudden it's not working. And so you yeah. kind of switch to the blood testing. And I've noticed over time, having been keto for quite some time, is that 
the ketones start to do some funky things the longer you're in ketosis and it becomes less and less of an accurate tool. And so then like any keto person who's been in the space for like more than a year, they're like, okay, well, what's this breath thing about? And I remember back in 2015, I got one of those breath sticks that connected to your computer. I can't even remember the brand and you had to blow in it the exact same way, the same time. And it could go from yellow to red to three dots to four dots. And you could never get an accurate reading. It was always different. Even if you tried to breathe the same both times, it would give you three yellow dots one time and six red the next time. And it was so inaccurate. Um, Can we talk a little bit about that and the issues with breath? Sure, sure. So, and this extends to really any any type of device that is checking compounds in your breath. And that is super high level on the science side is that your breath compounds are much, much more concentrated at um, the end of your breath, right? For most compounds. So what you were trying to do is gain the system to get an end of breath measurements. And our patent actually is that we only take that end of breath measurement. So it's kind of like that cup of coffee that sits around for three days. At the bottom of that is almost like tar. You want that tar and that's what you want to measure. And what we do is um, in Biosense, our device, we essentially chuck out when you blow into it, it chucks out 95% of your breath. And we don't measure that on comes out the side. And then ultimately we only measure like the last three or 4%. So that's that kind of really highly concentrated part. And you do it through a microphone. There's a microphone built into the device. There's a pump and it pulls that end of breath sample. That's interchanging with your, your um, alveolar basically. And that's it. That's what we measure. We biosense just the best part. And if you exclude everything else, then you're, you're set. And that's our patent. Sounds awesome <laughs> as yeah, opposed we, to know, me Leanne, trying what, to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, Leanne, what you'll see is that you, if you don't have that, you probably would get somebody could just buy a device. And if it gives you just a range, that's because they, you know, generally means you can't be accurate. So, Hey, we'll give four or five ranges, you know, like a CO2 product or, or, or mm-hmm. other, you know, inexpensive keto or uh, acetone products. That, that's one way around it. Just be very general. But you wouldn't be able to use that in really any type of deep sense, like like a clinical use. Keto flu, impossible fasting symptoms that stop you mid-fast, cravings at any hour of the day, or feeling off after a sweaty workout. These are some of the signs that you're low in electrolytes. When I first started keto, I made all of the mistakes. One of the biggest ones was not supplementing with electrolytes. And still, seven years into keto, I often forget how essential electrolytes are. Honestly, it's easy to forget to take electrolytes because, well, a lot of them don't taste very good or work very well. Enter Element, the most delicious, well-balanced electrolyte powder I've personally tried, like ever. Add to water and enjoy any time of day. These electrolytes are salty, as they should be, quenching your thirst and hitting the spot. And the best part, when you head to drinklmnt.com slash KDP, you'll receive a free Element sample pack. You only pay $5 for shipping. The sample pack includes eight packets of Element that includes two citrus, two raspberry, two orange, and two raw unflavored. Go to drinklmnt.com forward slash KDP for your free sample pack. I love Element and I 
I really think you're going to too. Again, that's drinkelement.com forward slash KDP to get your free sample pack. And if you don't love it, they will refund your $5, no questions asked. And so why does it matter? You talked a little bit about this before in layman's terms that by by testing how much acetone you have in your breath, it can tell you how you're metabolizing fat. Is that what you were saying? Well, yeah, yeah. So, you know, either of the three ketone bodies, so be it uh, beta-hydroxybutyrate, which is a storage one, that's what's not actually used, or acetoacetate, which is in urine, or acetone, which is a derivative of, of uh, acetoacetate and is expelled through your breath. All, all of those are different ketones, and all of them are, are, are correlated. And so when you're going into ketosis, you can check in either one of those three ways. So that is your level of, you know, ketosis in general is your level of fat oxidation. So in, as you transition, you know, in your, if you're metabolically flexible and you're transitioning from glucose as your fuel, right about five aces on our device or 0.5 millimolar, you know, you're used to that. That's when you're entering that, that low state of ketosis. And, and then when you get in those higher numbers on our device, like, you know, one point, you know, our, our 10 aces, like a equivalent of 1.0 millimolar, all the way up to 40, where epileptics tend to be. So you can monitor that very, very specifically. But the whole goal is like you're doing you're doing multiple measurements a day to build your your curve, just like CGM is, and 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 then you can kind of focus on that time and range, you know, where you want to be. So you know, depends. You know, we we play in the chronic disease space too. So you know, disease prevention and disease treatment. A lot of those have certain zones they're trying to get after, you know, or, you know, there's a lot of use cases in intermittent fasting where you want to be in autophagy and you can now monitor that time in autophagy or an inferred autophagy. So, you know, sky's the limit when you can start getting all day testing numbers, just like CGM does for glucose. Yeah. And I remember um, interviewing the levels team before I had a device and I was like, no, no, this sounds kind of stupid. I'm not sure I want to try it. And then I put it on and it's completely changed my life. Like <laughs> I didn't yeah, realize yeah. how much I needed to understand glucose on a moment by moment basis and how much that's opened up my eating style, what I can have, what I can't have, you know, blackberries. I'm, I cannot eat blackberries, but I can do like oranges and beans and it's opened up my ketogenic diet a lot more. What do you see people using the data from Biosense to do? Like how has that adjusted their ability to, like you mentioned fasting, what other things are people using the data to change or adjust or learn about themselves? Right, right. So at a high level, it's behavior modification is generally enabled when you have, you know, repetitive testing or, or the full picture. So whereas a, a blood measurement once a day is a snapshot, you're not going to get significant behavior modification in general, unless you have the video. We provide the video much like CGM does. So CGM is giving you one side of the metabolic switch. So you know, you understand your body's use of glucose as a fuel. When you switch into ketosis, Probably the best way to look at this scientifically would be glucose is, is the fed state while your fasted state is the other side of the metabolic switch. And that's, that's going to be ketones. So with that knowledge, you can start to do things like, okay, what if, that's where the damage is undone. I mean, I think we all know that is, you know, for obesity, you can get your glucose under control. You're not 
doesn't mean you're going to lose weight. That just means you're going to stop gaining weight. So, so you need to understand the fat oxidation side of where damage is undone. So if that's the goal, damage undone. And for me, it's, it's, I need, I have to be in ketosis for inflammation purposes. You know, my wife is more longer term for cancer recurrence and, but we have keep in mind, we have 13 clinical trials right now that'll start in the next four months for very different from infertility where they're trying to be in a certain zone through fasting. We have a pancreatic cancer study right now, a trial going on at Washington University next door. You see me pointing over there. Um, <laughs> we have a, a, a comparative Mediterranean diet for insulin resistance for diabetics. So there's so many use cases where ketosis is the treatment protocol and then we support it, but they have to have, they want to know all day, just like CGM is for glucose. So most of those trials do not track glucose though. The intermittent fasting side is different is, you know, that has become the number one dietary protocol in the United States. And, you know, it's relatively easy to do. You don't have to have a ton of knowledge except stop eating. What we're showing with, with Biosense in that full day video essentially is that you're probably, when I say you, I mean the majority of people, they're not actually getting the benefits that they think they're getting, let's say an 18-6 diet. So when you start to really watch the full day level of, hey, you know, ketones are going up, when it, how long does it take for me to actually get in that zone of what my target is? So um, Leanne, you may be going for, I just want to be in moderate ketosis in a fast every single day, you know, above five aces or 0.5 millimolar. I, I'm different. I, I want to be 24 hours in autophagy twice a month. That's my goal. Well, you you want to keep checking to see when you enter that range. And, and you can see in our mobile app, it actually shows the precision level of your fast. Like you know exactly where you are in your zone and how long you're in that zone. So I used to do 72 hours like Peter Atia does. 72 hour fast, hoping to get benefits. Now I focus on 24 hours in autophagy, and it's an inferred number at about 15 aces, our moderate, kind of moderate to deep ketosis. So it's the time in the zone as opposed to the length of a fast. And it's a different way of looking about it, but that's it's the time in your damage undone. And um, there just hasn't been a way to enable that until now. Right, because we all just do 18 hours every day and hope that it works, but there's no way to really know if it does. <laughs> until, until now, now you, now you actually know when you click over to this side of the metabolic switch. So, you know, you're not going to get that from CGM, obviously. So when you want to know something kind of cool though, we did a, a small little study in, in November and, you know, and there was time to autophagy and inferred autophagy based on my study numbers. And it's a lot longer than people think. So these were um, people that were low-carb baselines. <laughs> the average time to get any type of autophagic benefit was 29 hours. And I think if you're somebody that eats a standard American diet, you're probably, you know, like folks at Prolon are saying, like, you, you don't get that until your third day. So you're, you're entering that in probably your 48th to 60-hour time frame. So it takes a lot longer than people think. Wow. Right. Because a lot of people say like max 24 hours and you've had a deep autophagy fast and you're good to go, but. Right, right, right. It's yeah. We don't want to disappoint disappoint people, but that's the reality of it is now, you know, and then you can say, maybe I need to do 36 hours or maybe, you know, whatever that is, it's Mm. to get to that level and be in that for X amount of time.
I am ready to share with you my very favorite fat packets to travel with me everywhere I go. Superfat makes the cleanest, most delicious fat packets on the market today. For real. I've tried some gnarly options seeking out the best of the best for you guys. Each Superfat packet has two to three grams of net carbs, no dairy. They're gluten-free, grain-free, no fillers, funky sweeteners, or palm oil. Just awesome ingredients, great and durable packets to keep in your gym bag, church bag, ditch bag, hiking bag, swim bag, purse, you get the idea. And if you love them as much as I personally do, you can get jarfuls of the stuff also. You can use a code KDP20 at superfat.com slash KDP20 to get 20% off everything superfat. Load up multiple times, you can go wild. That's superfat.com slash KDP20 and the code KDP20 to load up on their fat packets. Do you find that the results make you go a little bit more hardcore at it? Or do you find like it's just perhaps these 18 hour fasts that I'm doing daily aren't as beneficial as if I just do one week at 36 hours for one day or that yeah. sort of thing? Yeah, well, it depends on your baseline. But I think that um, if you've got a pretty good baseline like you would, Leanne, then it would be there's benefits both ways, obviously. But if, if you're trying to get to a deeper level, of, especially like cell regeneration, you know, a lot of women look for that cell regeneration to look younger and things like that. You're probably going to be better off doing a once a month deeper, you know, three day, whatever it takes to be like 24 hours above a certain level. And obviously the deeper, the better. And I, I get a quick anecdote on that is uh, we did a, a study with Prolon here in St. Louis and I saw the subjects before and after that's just five days. And, you know, I know a lot of people like make their own Prolon and things like that. And we could track their time in autophagy is what they're trying to target, but in infrared autophagy. The one woman that had the lowest BMI, I just remember the before and after pictures, she was really deep into autophagy for the five days. And, and she must have like shaved off seven years. I kid you not, seven years from her face. And it was like, I didn't even recognize her. Maybe she, so it was the cell regeneration, at least in, in that part of her body was really, really, really fast. She didn't lose any weight either. She had a low BMI, but she had really high levels that we can monitor. And she was in the high levels of autophagy the entire, you know, four to five days, which no one would be able to monitor before. So it's really, really cool to validate whatever your protocol is. Completely and stop guessing. I think that was the big thing also with levels when I started, you know, closing that loop and understanding, okay, it's not just that one snapshot. You know, I have a lot of that in our private Facebook group with our ladies. I think there's like over 10,000 women and they're always like, well, my ketones are so low. What did I do wrong? And it's like, there's just one number. We need more information. Right, like there's, right. there's so much happening. And I think that's the benefit that I've seen with the glucose monitoring. It sounds like this is the other piece to it. You know, like you said, you have the continuous glucose monitor for while you're eating and how you're reacting to those foods or right. when you're not eating what your glucose is doing. Cause that's an issue that many women have found is that their glucose is far too low and they're not eating enough and all those things. But it sounds like your tool then with biosense bridges the gap within the time that you're not eating and really how yeah. to understand that. Well, yeah, and a little bit of both because you want to know what are, mm -hmm. if this restorative state, which is typically a fasted state, or which could also mean caloric restriction, we're trying to show you what exact foods kick you out of that. So, you know, we integrate with 
chronometer, card manager, you're tracking your, you know, all your, your macros, you can then overlay your ketones to that, you know, in those apps, if you want to, or use our app, but you're right. It's, it's, it's the other side of the story. It's the restorative part. And if restoration, which includes weight loss, if that is important, then this is the biomarker that's tied to that glucose is, is tied to the fed state. So combining those is a really good way to kind of cover your basis on that. And you want to know something also, here's another little anecdote from a clinical trial. Our clinical trial was two years ago and we showed that a single ketone measurement from the friend you're talking about there, a single ketone manage, uh, measurement in the morning was 50% off of a time-weighted ketone average for the day. So a single measurements are really, really poor reflection. So even if you're pricking your finger, you, you probably need to do it at least three times a day when you do tests. Otherwise, you're just getting a snapshot of when you woke up. My wife used to do that. She'd wake up, take her measurement, and she'd have really high ketone levels. And, and then she's like, why am I gaining all of this, this weight back? And I was like, I think you're getting a false false positive of ketosis because you've been fasting. You just woke up. You haven't eaten in 12 hours. So, And then she'd be kicked out of ketosis all day, but not even know it. So this tells the whole story. Yeah, completely. And so let's walk somebody through using your tool. And is it numbers? Do you get flashing lights? Like, How does it work from the time you use it? Can we just walk through how to use the device and what information I'm getting? Do I have to have my phone with me? Do I have to test it often? Like, Let's walk through yeah. the experience. Sure. Okay, great. I just turned the device on too. So I'll take a measurement here in a second. So essentially at a high level, you blow into the device probably three to five times a day. So typically what we would recommend when you want to test, doesn't mean you want to do this all the time, but let's say I really want to understand my, my metabolism. I'm doing levels for glucose. And I want to understand this fasted state, or I want to know what, what, how long should I fast? As an example, so what we would do is recommend that, and you take a measurement typically in the morning, and then take one before meals. So maybe that's three meals, and then one before you go to bed, unless you drink, and then uh, do that before you drink. So that's what you would do, and then it builds that that kind of area under the curve in our app. And for fasting, it actually will just plot on your fasting wheel. It's plotting your actual zones that you're in so you don't have to guess anymore. And, and that's kind of cool because you may not need to fast as long as you are doing or maybe more. You know, it depends. But here's the device right here. It's handheld. You know, in a video, it looks like it's probably flashing. It doesn't actually flash. And then you blow into it. And it gives you your measurements. Okay. And it's going to be zero to 40 aces. And whereas zero to five is pretty much your low uh, ketone production, kind of like zero to five, uh, 0.5 millimolar. And then 15 aces, and that's our proprietary measurement. 15 aces is where you would uh, actually start to see autophagic you know, evidence. And then you get up to like 40 and that's kind of four millimolars. So it's about 10 to one. All right. Um, and then you use your mobile app and you can share it with a coach, you know, like with one click, you can see your trend line and see, hey, this person between the last week, you know, coaching sessions, they were compliant to the, what I'm telling them to. They're in ketosis the whole time. So no one's been able to really see that. So, um, yeah, but you can see here, I'll just show you that these little tiny holes, when you blow into it, most of your air goes up the side. And then that pump, I don't know if you hear that little boom. That pump is actually pumping in the last bit of your lung sample into a, a chamber and it biosenses your breath. 
That is fantastic. Science. Yeah, crazy, so crazy. Cool. Yeah, it's hard to do. It's really, really hard to do. So this is the only clinical grade thing. And then, um, you know, and then the key thing to understand is that like there's uh, other devices that check CO2, you know, for respiratory quotient. Those measure the equivalent of zero to five, you know, like for metabolic flexibility, zero to five on our device. And then they stop right there. So CO2, just so everybody knows, that flatlines when you go into ketosis. You get the same measurement no matter how deep you are. Whereas this just goes zero to 40, that would be the equivalent of like our zero to five. So um, if you want to check ketosis levels, you, you need to check acetone. I really hope you're enjoying today's episode. I'd love to see where you're listening from. You can snap a pic and tag me at Leanne Vogel or leave a review for the show on your favorite podcast player. It helps me out tremendously. Okay, back to the good stuff. And so once you breathe into the vice, that number then uploads to your phone yep. automatically? Yeah, yeah. So it's Bluetooth okay. enabled. So it builds your trend line in there. And uh, kind of the cool thing is that the device is actually updated by the mobile app. Every time we make an, uh, an adjustment and enhancements, your device is actually automatically upgraded to, which is really rare for, for you know, wearables or handheld devices. So it's kind of always getting better. Mm-hmm. And, you and, know, and it's about- unlimited measurements. So you don't have to keep buying strips. Yeah, and you won't have bruises all over your hands. (laughs) People wondering if you do shots for other reasons. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. And so um, there there have been a lot of breath monitors um, that I've tried. I can't remember. There was one where sometimes when you would walk by it, it was this device sat on the table. Sometimes when you walk by it, I think it was a CO2 one. It would like go off. It's like, no, settle down. I'm not ready to do a test yet. Um, yeah. You've mentioned a, a lot of clinical trials and approvals. Where are you seeing this going in relation to um, like Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes? Like where's where is this being? Being used in more of a clinical basis, or is it? It is, yeah. So, so you have to have. I mean, we have the only breath device that is backed by a clinical trial with data to substantiate use in a clinic. So, our clinical trial was two years ago. You know, that time weighted ketone average I was talking about had a eighty three percent correlation to beta hydroxybutyrate. Not that that's you know beta hydroxybutyrate, as you know, is for like fasting, especially you store less and less over time. But it's a good proxy. They're both good proxies. So that was our, our correlation, and that pretty much proved the clinical grade device. We I mentioned all the clinical trials that we're involved with. Uh, we have a really interesting infertility one. We have several oncology ones. But in the clinic use right now, we have um, obviously type 2 diabetes reversal. This is used for obesity, prediabetes. We are embedded into the uh, Bredesen protocol. You probably have some listeners that are licensed for that recode for Alzheimer's early onset as well as current Alzheimer's. So Biosense is embedded into that protocol along with single shop BHB devices. We have really interesting Parkinson's trial coming up that we're really excited about uh, that, that has some promising early, early, you know, ways to look at ketosis and then check you know, check some things in your, your motor skills in the same kind of app. So the sky is really, really the limit. And two years ago, when I was aware of this technology, there were 83 clinical trials using ketosis as, as the therapy. 
240, you know, tripled in three years. So heart failure, obviously oncology is a big, big, big opportunity. Put the patient in ketosis and then they get their radiation treatment. I'm sorry, they're up, they're a chemo and it's more effective, but it goes on and on. I mean, there's just so many areas, rheumatoid arthritis, gosh, uh, diabetic retinopathy is being treated with ketosis and, um, yeah. So bariatric, uh, preparation. <laughs> so getting, getting patients to lose weight really fast so they can go under the knife uh, and be covered by insurance. So there's a lot of different things. Wow. That's so fascinating. I love that. And and as, as more and more of these tools become available, do you see that clinicians are more aware of the ketogenic diet and its, and its ability to help. Like I, I know that when I yeah. start, started in keto, it was 2014. Uh, it was really hard to find a doctor that would even remotely be okay with the ketogenic diet, but, you know, seeing tools like this and hearing the clinical trials, it gives me hope that keto spreading more and more and that more people are starting to get on board with like, Hey, maybe this is actually beneficial. <laughs> yeah. Well, a couple of the, I mean, look, well, first of all, you have people like Verda. I mean, companies like Verda, is doing phenomenal research in their program. And obviously they're coaching and physician heavy, but their research then can be used by community physicians. I mean, Gary Tobbs is estimating 10,000 US physicians today use the ketogenic diet as therapy. So, I, I mean, some would say that's a huge number. Some would say maybe not, you know, and the equivalent would be maybe a thousand in, in Canada um, where things are pretty progressive up there in the clinical space. But and then in Europe, really advanced use of, of intermittent fasting as a therapy um, for chronic disease prevention and management. So it's really, really taken off. And you know, when I two years ago, we would get a call on on a few different trials coming up now because we have conti- almost continuous monitoring of, of ketones. We enable studies that never would have been able to have been done. You know, you're not going to ask a participant in a trial to poke their finger five times a day to see if you're adherent. But now you now you can. And then you have the whole other pharma side where, hey, I'm on a medication. Everybody self-reports their medication, and and then you're just like an obesity medication, like you, maybe it's an SGLT inhibitor or something like that. Well, what if you can now monitor that? You can monitor if if the patient is adherent. Um, to your medication. I mean, wow, that farm is more interested in that than, than I think even the clinical community is that, you know, they don't want too much data to be responsible for. But um, it's a big deal now in pharma to have sensing technology to track adherence. Because, you know, adherence is horrible. It's horrible in, in the clinic and it's horrible for pharma and, you know, self-reported just doesn't work. Yeah, completely. Well, Jim, thank you so much for coming on the show today and sharing with us this awesome tool that I can't wait to use now. <laughs> yes, I think you have one on, on its way right now. So let me know how things go and uh, look forward to, to following up on, on your personal use and, and your listeners and and readers yeah, and stuff. That's so been completely. Really and if those if those listening are like, hey, this sounds pretty cool. I want to check it out. We put together a link for listeners. You can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash bio and use the code healthful to get $20 off. So I'll include those links in the show notes if you're like, what did you just say? Um, so that's available for anyone. And I'm excited to see what I learn about my body using your tool. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for having us. And um, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Leanne.
I hope you really enjoyed today's episode next up next week, episode 324 on Sunday, July 25th. We'll have Dr. Kayla chatting with us about birth control. And then on Wednesday, July 28th, we have episode 325. Uh, We are chatting about whether or not a fatty coffee extends your fast or not. Dot, dot, dot. So stay tuned. Can't wait to share those with you. And I will see you next week. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. Music for the Keto Diet Podcast provided by Yechi. Follow Jacob on Instagram at Yechi underscore official and on Spotify as Yechi. That's Y-E-C-H-I. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program.